Welcome to episode 14 of Bedtime Stories for Grown-Ups, a podcast that is created from the stuff of dreams. Once upon a time, if you were lucky, someone told you bedtime stories. Maybe someone read you books, or the same favorite book over and over. Or maybe someone made up your bedtime stories, telling you nonsensical things until you closed your eyes and let sleep take you away. These bedtime stories are the whimsical, made-up kind. Little scenes from dreamland to guide you there. There is no plot to follow, no sense to make of anything. Just a sequence of images from beyond the consciousness of day to help you let go and drift into dreamland. We are outside, looking up at the high cliffs above us. At the top of the cliff, we notice there is a big brown bear rubbing his back against a tree. Now the bear is making his way down the steep cliff with surprising agility and grace. He is coming straight towards us. We clap and try to shoo the bear away in a sing-songy voice, but he keeps coming. The bear is speaking to us as he saunters our way. He says, you are much bigger than your eyes. It is strange to hear a bear speak to you like that. We go inside and latch the front door. But it is just a little hook and eye latch, and that is not going to stop the bear. We have to flee to the neighbor's apartment. Everyone is watching the bear from the rooftop. The bear is in the bathroom, rolling around in the bubble bath. He seems to like that. He could totally destroy the place, of course. We don't think we have any food lying around. Maybe some bananas. The neighbors on the roof were saying they hoped we weren't some of those bear whisperer types. Because the last one of those types around here ended up with some big bear bites out of her and it wasn't pretty. We assured them we were not. We were just trying to figure out how to get the bear out of our apartment. The lone conservation officer who showed up was a scrawny little guy 
without a tranquilizer. He said we would have to wait for reinforcements. Meanwhile, the bear left of his own accord. We just made sure that he had a way out. And he found it. He finished his bath and grabbed the bananas on his way out the door. We are making a film. We are starting with the characters and imagining all the possible scenarios. We can weave all sorts of strange and wonderful background scenes and characters into the plot. We will need to shoot all of the scenes and then put it all together. There is an old little drumming toy that we can use. It would represent the spirit of the whole thing in its unusual and slightly humble and broken way. The broken drumming toy is a good fit for a metaphor. A tiny boy was running away from some bad people who meant him harm. He was really scared. A kind cyclops scooped the tiny boy up and hid him behind his eye. Eventually, they tracked him down, and though the cyclops denied knowing where the boy was, the bad people held him down and plucked out his eye and rooted around behind it looking for the tiny boy. We don't know if they found the boy, but what they did to the Cyclops was horrible. Later we saw the Cyclops' dog, suspended by a hook on a fence. He was not moving, but he was still alive and in terrible grief and pain. We went to find someone to put him out of his misery. We are traveling in Newfoundland. We are really close to another island country off the coast. We are so close that we can practically leap across the water. At least it seems that way. Though we know it isn't really possible. Suddenly, a strange and beautiful creature came trotting down from the hills. It looks like a horse, but a magical horse with a lot of shaggy curly hair. And is that a horn? We think that this must be a heffalump. We cannot believe we are seeing this. We are so lucky. It is like seeing a unicorn. The heffalump is curious about us. He pranced around a little and ran along the cliff edge following us for a while before he disappeared back into the hills. 
What an extraordinary gift. We have been hiking in the mountains, but the trail became quite treacherous, and so we had to turn back. We are staying in a mountain lodge with a wealthy family who have some very dark secrets. We think that they might murder the people who get in their way. They are used to getting whatever they want. We are helping to clean up and a little worried about getting tangled up in this family's nefarious activities. We notice some unopened mail addressed to the matriarch in the garbage. The moisture in the garbage has unsealed the envelope and we cannot resist looking inside. It is full of dark secrets. The envelope is entitled Ava's Secrets. We take the envelope up the stairs and deliver it to the elder matriarch. She is sitting on a sofa, apart from everyone else. She motions for us to sit down. We found this in the garbage, we say, and we thought that it might be something important. Oh dear. Now what have we gotten ourselves into? There was an incident at the hardware store. Someone on the loudspeaker said that there was moaning coming from one of the aisles. It might be nothing, but be aware. Then some store workers went running past us, with their walkie-talkies poised like guns. It turned out to be a hostage situation. Then the bad guy came with his hostage to our aisle, and we threw ourselves down onto the ground. Then the guy threw himself on top of us with his hostage, and we all lay there in a pile not moving while trying not to move. We had to leave our bodies so we didn't feel the stress of the situation. Then the store workers armed with brooms and rakes managed to haul the guy off of us and they took him away. It took us a while before we could get back into our bodies again. Outside, people are exploring the icebergs. Be careful. Some of those icebergs are small and unstable. They could flip suddenly, and no one would survive long in the frigid water. We are inside at the art exhibit. It is an environment full of salt crystals. 
It is a recreation of an ice world made out of salt. It is warm enough in here to go barefoot, but you shouldn't walk barefoot in the salt. Now we are in France, in a small town, about a month's journey from where we had been in the north. We are part of the underground resistance, but now one of the generals is coming through the countryside, culling the remaining resistors. We are supposed to play some part but the general seems to have taken a shining to our robot. Or is it a man pretending to be a robot? We are not sure. The robot is part of the resistance. We have to be very careful. Now we are going to travel back to the small town with the general. We are undercover. We will be gone for at least a month. That's how long it will take just to get there. The sky is getting very dark. And the landscape is changing as we make our way through it. At the camp, everyone has their own tasks to complete. We all have a pile of colored stones. Every day, we move the colored stones around. We try to place them in intriguing shapes and patterns. We change those shapes and patterns all the time. Sometimes it gets a little tedious, and we can't think of any new configurations. And sometimes someone gets petulant and starts going around and messing up other people's piles of stones and kicking their intricately balanced colorful stone pyramids off of the sidewalk. Eventually we all end up making cakes in the kitchen. And then we do the same thing over again the next day and the day after that. We were visiting a fellow who lived on a houseboat up the coast. We had traveled there by boat. His wife had finally left him and he was very sad. We could see him clutching at blankets and clothes that she had left behind, drinking in her scent. This is what he did when he thought no one was watching. He was downplaying the beauty of the place where he lived, complaining about having to drive everywhere, which was a valid point. Still, we thought it was a lovely and serene place to live. He really was a fortunate man. 
We are watching a show with tiny monkeys dressed as humans doing slapstick. Is this real? They look like tiny little people. The tiny monkeys are wearing tiny clothes and pretend spanking each other. It is so strange. This must be some sort of parable. Is it supposed to be about us? We are puzzled about what it might mean, but it is quite entertaining. After the show, we drove out of the parking lot and everything looked so different. There was a lot more green everywhere and a lot less traffic. Somehow, we had driven right into the 1970s. One of our friends is going on an epic rowboat journey. The boat and supplies have all been donated. The rowboat looks like the perfect size for one person. Maybe it is too small for him. But he is a small man. It should be okay. Where will all of his supplies go? Is this small rowboat really ocean-worthy? Suddenly, an enormous object kind of falls from the sky in slow motion. It must be an asteroid or something, a giant space rock. But it is behaving as though it is still in space, with very little gravity. When it passes overhead, it behaves like a giant magnet and drags along the roof of our house, threatening to tear it right off. We watch in awe. At some point, there was a fire, and the house was lost. A friend of ours had died. He had been cremated, but for some reason, they had removed his head. That was unexpected and quite macabre, really. We didn't know what to do with the head. The eyes were closed. We decided to put it into a glass display case on the mantel. When we were fastening the case, the eyes opened. The next time we looked at the head, the eyes had changed again. It almost looked like the eyes were following us as we moved around. It was unnerving. The next time we saw the head, it was no longer in the display case, and it was blowing smoke rings. That frightened us, and we shut the door and ran up the stairs. And the next time we saw the head, 
It had grown a body. We wanted to show someone else and make sure that we weren't just imagining things. Our friends saw it too. We might as well invite him upstairs if he just wants to hang out with us. He wasn't really alive, more like a ghost that had stuck around and reformed a body because his head had been left behind. Hey everybody, look who's here. The sky that night was a beautiful violet and red and the moon was enormous. If you look into a mirror and your eyes are completely white, as though your eyeballs have rolled back entirely, it might be a frightening sight, but don't look away. If you look carefully, you might see that now there are two of you. The one with completely white eyes on your left and the person now looking back at you who might not be you either. Maybe you are not who you think you are. Thank you for listening. Sweet dreams.